Hey ladies, and you are now tuned in to She Knows Podcast, hosted by Miss Brownstone. If you are new, hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the family. And if you are old, welcome back, bitch. <laughs> Tonight we about to get into some juicy topics. Hey ladies. <laughs> How y'all doing? So today's episode is entitled Hood Love, alright? And um, as always, I tell y'all how the episode came about, who inspired it, and Blonzy Blonzy. So I'm going to put in a clip on where it came from, and then we're going to get into some things. Bow. Because it's like my brothers for real. Like, the, like the, the, the shit we be with be fun. Like, if we beat up people together, like, I just beat up his mother, beat yeah. up his sister. Yeah. Like, that nigga was with me, like. And that nigga was with you with it, like he was by your side. So you saying <laughs> like, get a ass, nigga. Cause that's your partner. <laughs> that's your partner in all your crime. So that's why. I, nah, I'm Barney right? Clyde. You feel me? Oh, I like that. So if y'all know who that is, I'ma gladly tell y'all. But before we get into that, I just want to do a little mini disclaimer. Um, she knows it's not your regular degular podcast, okay? Miss Brownstone is not your regular degular podcaster, okay, honey. I know that we talk about femininity, we talk about hypergamy, we talk about having standards and all that gushy stuff, but that is something that everybody talks about. There's a lot of podcasts out here in the world talking about the same damn topic that I talk about. Um, in order for me to make this minds, we have to step out of that realm sometimes. And sometimes we want to talk about other things, okay? You know, I tell y'all stories about friendships, da da da. So today is one of those days where we're going to get out of our usual topics that we talk about, okay? And we're going to talk about some real shit period like it is what it is today's the day okay so um let me tell you who that was so Krishan is actually Blueface baby's girlfriend y'all might have seen her on instagram as the missing tooth bandit bitch okay very pretty girl all right and she was recently on a podcast with um hot tea i think or hi i'm tea or something like that. i think it's called hot tea um with a girl named T. And they were talking about her and her and Blueface relationship, and she was saying that she wants to get married to Blueface one day, and that she loves him, and she really is his rock, and that they have each other, you know. And she was going more in depth into their relationship. And the clip that you just heard was the podcaster interviewer. She asked Rock, "Well, why do you want to marry him?" And that is what she had to say. So. Um, when I heard that clip, it instantly made me think of hood love. Like, you know, we got hood love. I be cussing, I be screaming. Okay, y'all know that song, because that's how we do. And hey, gave me flashbacks of like, you know, growing up and being all crazy in love. So I wanted to talk about that. I'm not going to get on here and drag her for getting his face tattooed on her neck. I'm not going to go in on her for getting... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In his name, tagging on her body several times. I want to talk about what I want to talk about, so we're going to get into some things, all right? Y'all ready? <laughs> so, on her recent interview, she began to talk about her relationship with Blueface, and the thing that stood out to me the most, and it's why I'm titling this episode Hood Love, is that she spoke about how she came from Baltimore, 
and she went through the struggle and how her mom was on drugs and how she is the 11th kid out of 12 siblings um and that she is the one that made it out the hood so she feel like she's responsible to take her siblings and take the hood on her back and make sure that she provides for them and she began to say that she met Blueface, and clearly y'all know that her meeting Blueface is what took her off. Yeah, she was a track star, but her getting on Blueface's show, I don't know if y'all knew that he had a show on his OnlyFans. It was called um, Blue Girls Club or something like that. Her getting on his show is what really made her career just, shoom, you feel me, skyrocket. Now, is she known for beating bitches the fuck up? Yes, she is. Is she known for being crazy in love with this man? Yes, she is. But if that's what's going to help put food on the table for her and her family, hey, shit, I can't knock your hustle, okay, honey? So she ended up being known once she, you know, got with Blueface. It was on his show, and then they ended up in a relationship, and her career just skyrocketed. So she began to say that, like, the reason why she fucks with Blue is because he come from basically the same background. He come from a struggling background, and his mom was on drugs as well, and his siblings, you know, he got a lot of siblings and shit like that, and he the only one that made it. He felt like even with his family that he has, he still feels alone. And she feels like they understand each other. And on top of understanding each other, they have each other's back. Her exact words was, they are uh, Bonnie and Clyde. He's the, you know, the joker to my Quinn or Quinn or whatever the hell the girl name is. Don't quote me, okay? Um, so that's what she was saying. And she was saying, like, you know, basically, I could do something wild. And this nigga's still going to have my back. Like, he's still going to ride with me at the end of the day. And that's why I really love him. And we just, we, we did for each other. We care for each other. We fight together. We, we, we eat together. We, you know, we wash our ass together type of situation. And she was saying that, you know, she ain't going nowhere. Like, that's her man and she going to stick beside him. She really, she really is his rock and vice versa. He really is her rock. And she began to say that, you know, there's things that she didn't even notice about herself, notice that she can do until he seen her. You know, like once he recognized her and seen who she was, he seen a talent in her. He believed in her and he has her back and he's there for her. And him dating him is what took her to the next level. So that's why she got mad love for this nigga. And um, it really hit home for me, not because of the fact that, you know, I've been in crazy in love with somebody before because I've never been that type of crazy. All right, like I never been that type of crazy in love where I get a nigga whole face tatted on my neck. I never been that type of crazy in love where I got his name tatted on me several different places. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I never been that crazy in love where I'm repping his brand more than I'm repping myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never been that crazy in love. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of love that make you fold dishes. Bitch, I don't want it. Okay, whatever the fuck blue got in his pants, he got what I like to call the voodoo wand, okay? Yes, bitch, voodoo is serious, all right? He got the fucking voodoo line, bitch. Fuck dickmatized. She got some other shit that'll have your ass in the motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, out here chanting and shit. I'm good. I don't want none of that, okay? You can keep it, all right? But this episode is not to bash her for her not putting herself first, even though we gonna touch on that too, but it's not to bash her for her not putting herself first. It's not to bash her for her, you know, you completely losing herself into a, into a man. We're not bashing her for that. What we are going to talk about is when the last time you dated somebody and you genuinely felt like this nigga had my back. And that's why I entitled it Hood Love because when you grow up in the hood, you feel me, you see some fucked up shit and you go through fucked up shit. And when you meet somebody 
you know, dating somebody that come from the same background you come from where you could just be you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to pretend to be anybody else because you understand my struggle. I could tell you, listen, my family hood is shit. And you like, shit, bitch, you feel me? You and me both, you know, we in the same boat and we thugging it out together. You know what I mean? He understand my struggle. We both in the house eating me and the sausages together. Now, this is some real struggle love type shit, but... We understand each other. Now, they ain't struggling like that because Blueface got money and so do she. But I'm just using that as an example of when you grow up in the hood and you are faced with these different type of situations and you've got somebody, a man that come in that understands your background, that know what you've been through, and he's not there to judge you, you really do fall in love. You feel me? And you end up in situations where I'm pretty sure this happens to people outside of the hood, you know? But the moral of the story is loving, finding somebody to love you for you, your authentic self. Finding someone that you could come out and tell them, like, yo, I'm fucked up out here, and they don't judge you. You know what I'm saying? You come out and tell them, I'm going on crack, and they be like, it's cool. <laughs> like, my aunt is too. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's when you really build bonds, and y'all come from the same type of background, and y'all both have the same hustle, and y'all both trying to make it out. When the last time you've been with somebody, and you could straight... You know, like she said, smack his mama and he's still riding for you. You know what I mean? Like, I done been in relationships. Like, my first love is one of them. And that's why when she was talking, it really gave me flashbacks of him. Shout out to O'Neal. Because that's how I felt when I was younger. My my first love was the type of person that I can do some fucked up shit. <laughs> like, I can really do some, like, like you feel me? We could go out and something crazy happened and I'm fighting or whatever case may be. And I'm dead ass wrong. He's not going to say that right then and there that you dead ass wrong. He going to get it popping with me. We going to get in the car. He going to be like, you know my, you ain't even had to do that. Like, it ain't even had to go down like that. He's still going to ride with me. You feel me? Let somebody try it in his words. You feel me? He going to ride. He going to be 10 toes down. And that's the type of love. That you be wanting sometimes. You want that unconditional love. Like, I'm going to love you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, I'm on your side. I fucks with you. You know, you my, and I'm going to stick beside the type of situation. So I understood where she was coming from. And I think that she never found that type of love before. She never had no one that genuinely care about her because, like she said, her mother's on drugs. You feel me? She didn't speak about her father. She got 12 siblings, so she's, she can't really call on her mommy and daddy for help. You know what I mean? She's not getting the type of attention and affection that she should be getting in her household because it's fucking 12 of y'all living in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's crazy. So I think she met somebody that finally believed in her. And I don't know if y'all ever been to Baltimore, but these motherfuckers got crab in the barrel mindset, okay? Y'all thought the crab in Maryland... Which is because they had good crabs. No, baby. It's because the crab and the barrel monster that they have out here in Baltimore. That's what the fuck it is. So, I think that she finally seen someone who seen something in her. And she finally got recognized. She finally got the love that she was looking for. And like she said, he like my brother. Like, I can sit and I can talk to this nigga about anything. And we're going to chop it up and we're going to go back to normal after it's said and done. And that's rare. It's rare that you get in relationships with people and um, that's why I can't wait till I get my ish together so I can put out this Patreon with me and my first love because he he really said it. Like, we, you know, that's the type of relationship that me and him had or whatever. We still have a good bond, too. 
but he let it be known like the type of relationship that me and him had is like we can just get into a whole fight with each other mad as hell at each other but if i call him and say x y and z happened he's on go if i call him and i say yo i need you to do this he's gonna do it even if he's mad he's still gonna be there for me he's still gonna ride for me and that's the type of love that you need so instead of Looking at her and saying, yo, she crazy as hell. She got this nigga whole face tatted on her. She she pulling out her tooth for this man. She getting into all these fights. She doing this, she doing that. Why don't we look at it as like, yo, she ain't never had nobody to love her before. You feel me? And, and she getting a different type of love that you may not ever have experienced. You see, the thing that you can't listen to what everybody else got to say about your relationship because they not the ones in the relationship. They don't know what goes on between you and you and him okay <laughs> what that song go it'd be like um don't listen to what people say they don't know about about you and me get it out your mind because it's jealousy they don't know about this here i'm telling you that's really how it be sometimes like that ass that's really how it be so Listening to her talk, that's really what I thought of. And I would love to have a motherfucking Bonnie to my... I mean, yeah, to have a Clyde to my Bonnie, okay? Because <laughs> clank, clank, I'm ready to ride, okay? I'm not trying to ride in Dado because I done died multiple times, all right? Do she need to put herself first? Is she more of a people pleaser than anything? Do I wish that she was exposed to love growing up so that she wouldn't be out here looking for love in all the wrong places? Yeah, and the thing is, we can't sit up here and say that Blue is a bad guy because, you know, we look at who he is on social media and we judge him and we say, yo, he act like he don't give a fuck about her. He not all that into her, but she he's giving her something for her to still be around. We like to say he's manipulative. We like to say that he's emotionally abusing this girl. And these things may be so, but I don't want to say that because, like I said, you don't know until you're in the eye of the storm. You get what I'm saying? You don't know what goes on when it's just them two alone. You get what I'm saying? You don't know. But I tell you one thing. This girl is very vulnerable in her relationship. You see her on social media and the type of person that she she portrays to be, which might really be her because she grew up out here. You know what I mean? You bitches is rough. She comes off very masculine. She's real rough. She got tattoos on her face, on her hand, on her neck. She playing football. She beating niggas the fuck up. She slapping mamas. You know what I mean? Like, she a little rough. She beating bitches in the sink, washing dishes with their ass. Like, she's rough. She's real masculine as hell. All right? It is what it is. It's called spade to spade. Okay? It is what it is. I ain't going to lie to you. However, when she's with him, she's a whole different type of person. She's sitting there very vulnerable. She wears her heart on her sleeve with blue. She walks around with a blue face baby cup with her man's face on it. She's this crazy in love over this guy. And you have to think for her to feel that safe that she can be vulnerable with this person and be that girly feminine type of person, type of woman with him. Clearly, he's doing something right to make her feel that it is okay to be that way. Because let me say something. As a black woman growing up in the hood, you have automatically have your guard up. You automatically have your guard up when it comes to love, when it comes to friend, when it comes to anything. You know what I mean? It, it, sometimes somebody be so nice to me that I'd be like, who the fuck sent you, nigga? What you want? You know what I'm saying? What you here for? What you want? It was it was a point in time in life where people want to be my friends. Women try to be my friends. And I'm like, fuck, you want to be my friend for, bitch? 
You got a hidden agenda? Like, what you all around here kiki-keying with me for? I don't know you. What you want? You know what I'm saying? It was to the point when you grew up in the hood, you started to think that relationships with other women and building friendships, it didn't just start off with genuine respect and we really love each other. Like, girl, I love your shoes. I love your dress. I love your skirt, bitch. Let's hang out. Let's get some drinks. My friendships didn't start up, start off growing, um, going like that and forming like that. It didn't start off like that growing up in North New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? It did not start off like that. A lot of girls that I became friends with, I mean, we're not friends no more because, you know, I'm evolving. And when it comes to evolving, you got to eliminate some things. But all of my friends that I grew up with uh, back then and knew back then or whatever, we started off beefing. We wasn't, we wasn't no kumbaya off the rip it was like we really was going to take each other head off on some wild shit like we had beef and it became like when I approached this girl or whatever happened and she defended herself and she stood up for herself then it was like validation like yeah I fucks with her we could be friends why we gotta start off like that but is it a type of you know environments that we grew up in where we have we think of it like we're in survival mode 24 7 you get what I'm saying? So for her to be able to get with this man and, and let her guard down and, and be crying to him and telling him telling him how she feeling and showing the whole world, like, I love this nigga and I'm going to stick beside him, he's doing something right. <laughs> he's doing something right. You know what I'm saying? And because she was in the house with, like, 12 girls when she met Blue, you know? She was in the house with 12 girls. She had to beat all of them up and all this crazy stuff, fighting baby mamas, too, getting pulled out, all types of crazy shit going on. And she still was able in that hostile environment to console in him, to feel bonded with him, to, to, to love on him unconditionally. And it was a part that she said in her interview when she was like, you know, we just decided recently to be uh, fake serious. And the interviewer was like, fake serious? What the fuck is fake serious? And she was like, well, I feel like it ain't serious until I get a ring. Like, until we marry, it ain't serious. But we decided to be fake serious where we're going to go into this thing giving our all, you know what I mean, and not questioning it. We're just going to go in this thing and just love unconditionally, and whatever happens, happens. And and I really fucking felt that, bro. Because when is the last time that you went into a situation where it's like, I'm going to get this 100% me. I'm, I'm going I'm to put my heart out there in order to love and see what go, what happens from this. And that be the thing. In order for you to love somebody or to fall in love with somebody, you have to put yourself out there. You get what I'm saying? You have to put yourself out there. And I think that as we get older, we don't do those things because we know that that could cause damage. You know what I'm saying? Like the song Her. Like, that's some real shit. We don't do those things because we experience what happened. We wore our heart on our sleeve. We experience what happened. We put ourselves all the way out there you get what I'm saying so we don't do that no more but when we did do it was when we was younger in the puppy dog phase and, and that's why I really feel like um I, I honestly could say I only been in love twice right and when I think about the dudes that I fell in love with you know like my first love O'Neal and then I fell in love with D when I had moved out here when I look at them in, in their situations when I met them I realized that I wasn't, one, I wasn't hurt from other situations, so I was able to love them completely, you know, no, no half-stepping, no beating around a bush, no one, this person gonna hurt me because I was, I was happy, and I was, you know, I wasn't hurt, so I was more willing to love somebody, and I gave it 100% me, okay, 
didn't hide anything. It was who I am, who I am. I am whatever I say the fuck I am. Okay. <laughs> That's what Eminem lyrics should have said. But, um, yeah, so I did that. And I, and I think back on when I met my first love, I was in a place where like, like I said before, I'd never been hurt and I really wanted to experience love. And, and I didn't, I didn't think that looking at things at the corner of my eye, thinking this person was trying to hurt me. I went in there being me. You know what I mean? Being me. And I think that it's been a long time since I've been with somebody where I can, you know, cry on your shoulder and, and I could love you unconditionally and I could be me and it, and it won't be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever seen women that cry after sex? Like, come on now, this is a podcast for the women. It's probably like 2 3% of women that, I mean, men that listen to this, right? So, when you are in a relationship and you find yourself crying after sex or having happy tears. Yeah. That means that you found somebody that really was able to let you rest in your feminine. You found somebody that you can let your guard down and be yourself. Now you might, you might bitch, you might, you got it. You got it bad when you home alone. Okay. You might have it bad if that nigga leave you, but you was able to love. You feel me? You really put yourself out there. It's a big ass smile on my face while I say this y'all for real, real shit, because it's a crazy feeling. And it's a feeling that I think that everybody should experience. You know what I'm saying? So you're not really out here um, trying to, trying to fall in love or trying to be married or, or trying to meet your soulmate or your twin flame, unless you put yourself out there to get hurt. And it's all a part of the game. And if you do get hurt, just charge it to the game, bitch. You live and you learn, you know what I'm saying? But you got to really put yourself out there. So with O'Neal, I literally felt like it was puppy love. Like I felt like it was a teenage, a teenage love, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's how, um, she feels about Blueface, and, and I love that for her. I love that for her. Do I wish that um, she can have her own identity? Do I wish that she doesn't get so lost in him that it's whatever daddy says and, and do what daddy say and whatever makes him happy type of situation? I wish that she wasn't so much of a people pleaser and she would be more stingy with her with, uh, with her energy and with her love and with her and putting herself first, of course. But we are talking about somebody that's only 21 or 22. She has a lot to learn. You get what I'm saying? You have to go through it. You know, what don't kill you make you stronger type of situation. I think they broke up. I don't know. I don't know, but they might still be together because I see her post them again today. So I don't fucking know what's going on with that. But I say all that to say that, yeah, you 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 gotta you gotta fall on your face a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't gonna sit up here and bash her for, you know, getting his name tatted on her several times and face on her neck and and getting her tooth knocked out behind him and fighting bitches and, and being like a dog when he say, get her. And she jumping on bitches and beating their ass. We ain't going to do that because love make you do some crazy shit. Let me tell you something. Okay. I was so in love with my first love that, I mean, if we went somewhere and a bitch jumped up or was talking to him stupid, he ain't even had to say Vic beat her ass. He look at me, I'm going to fuck you up behind minds you feel me like i was there before we all have been there before you know what i'm saying like we all been there before like if you you ain't never loved nobody until you caught yourself doing shit you ain't never did before like shit you ain't never did before like i'm talking about you climbing through windows bitch you feel me like you doing wild shit like you beating bitches the fuck up. Like, you doing shit that you ain't never did. You ain't never been in love until you did some shit that you ain't never did before. You ain't never loved somebody 
<laughs> and I'm not saying all love gotta be crazy and toxic. I'm just saying that when you catch yourself doing shit you ain't never did before, you 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 in love, bitch. <laughs> for real, for real. Like you you head over motherfucking hand, okay? When somebody can, nobody can tell you sh- about yours, yeah, yeah, you there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You there, yeah, yeah, Miss Ma'am, you in love. Um, so. I just want what we can take and learn from her situation is, of course, to put ourselves first, <laughs> you know. And I think that as she get older, like I said before, she young. And now that she getting the fame and she doing what she got to do, if he's not really in her corner, he doesn't really love her, he's going to show it. See, that's the thing about we always want to be on our tippy toes and, and not put ourselves all out there and not be vulnerable with a nigga. But the, the crazy part is that, What's done in the dark always comes to the light. So if somebody's trying to play you, you're going to know. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, you know how women be like, I don't go through my man's phone. You feel me? I really love my go through his phone. But you just so happen to pick up that phone one day. You ain't go through it. You literally picked it up because he said pass him his phone. And he was in the kitchen and the phone was in the living room. And you haven't been in the living room too. He like, yo, babe, pass my phone. You pick up the phone and the shit light up. And it's a girl. And it's like, hey, babe. And you know it ain't you. You know it ain't true. That's that was done in the dark come to the light. Like, God, if God wants you to know, bitch, you gonna know. You ain't gotta go searching for some shit. It's gonna find you. It's gonna show. It's <laughs> Step into the light, Carolyn. It's gonna come to you, honey. Trust me. All right? You know how, um, what's the people, what's the dude with the, the knife and the scary movie? He be chasing people like, chasing them and shit with the knife up. Yeah, that's how it's gonna come for you. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta worry about it, um about it finding about you finding it. It's gonna find you. Just like love will find you. You know what I'm saying? So just when you dating people, try to just be yourself and and um give a hundred percent. Give a hundred percent and 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 be vulnerable and express how you feel and, and try to your hardest to be with somebody that's gonna let you rest in your feminine energy and, and you know, and live your soft, dainty life, honey. And once you start to feel like this person is not it or they taking advantage of you, just withdraw. That's it. You want to know. That's why you got to listen to your intuition. If your intuition telling you something ain't right with that nigga, something's not right with that nigga. Let me tell you something. Speaking of what's done in the dark, come to the light. I met a guy, right, after um me and No Title had broke up or whatever. And I was meeting dudes all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm with my little mom's tattoos or whatever. But... I ain't meet nobody. I ain't never had nobody tell me all the things that you don't tell me in a special way I feel. When you pull me, I don't know why I just came to my head. But I never met anyone after no title besides the guy that I'm talking to now um, that had me feeling like, yo, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, I could see me dating him. Like, I'm really feeling the kid. You know... When you really feeling somebody, when you just want to be in their presence. Like, we ain't got to spend no money. We ain't got to do shit. I could sit in a room with you with no motherfucking lights, nigga, and we could just ki 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 ha 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 all day. I just want you here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be in a room working on whatever you, you're working on, and I could be in the opposite room. I just want to, I just want you here. I just want to see you. I just want your energy near me. That's when you really feeling somebody, right? So I met a guy, and um, after me and no title, and we going to call him. He's, he was a chef, so you just call him the chef, right? So I met the chef, whatever. And the thing that I liked about the chef was the fact that he knew my podcast. 
He knew what I was, because he met me when I was, like, I was on a I was on a podcast, on an interview, whatever. He had met me. And I didn't even know that he was even there. Because it was a lot, like, this plaf- this podcast had a lot of people there watching us. So I didn't see him in the crowd. I didn't know he was there, whatever. So, you know, he was in the crowd, and he watched me. And when I was talking about, y'all know I talk my capital P, I pop my shit or whatever. And I'm talking about hypergamy and this, this, and that. He hearing it or whatever. Didn't know he was there. After everything said and done, you know, he DM'd me. And he was like, you know, he wanted to take me out. And the way he worded it, I knew that he had to be at the podcast because he used the term that I use. He was like, yeah, I'm a big fish. I heard you like big fish. I'm trying to da-da-da. You feel me? So I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, he we had uh, exchanged words in my DMs or whatever. And next thing I knew, we went out on a date. And he took me to a nice-ass place, bitch. Okay. Y'all always got stories for y'all. He took me to a nice-ass place, bitch. All right? It was a restaurant in the bottom of a hotel. This hotel was fucking fancy, bitch. It was real fancy, okay? I'm talking about, like, the the shit was made out of glass. We was on a motherfucking water, bitch. Like, on a... You know what I'm saying? It was nice. Fireplaces. It was real... It was it was giving, Okay? Real nice, real nice, okay? And when he picked me, picked up in a real nice car, girl. He had a real nice car, girl, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had a real nice car. Now, was he dressed in the suit type of thing? No, he wasn't because, you know, he was a hood dude. Like, I'm in Baltimore, you feel me? He was a hood nigga, so he had on his little, he had his own clothing line. He had on his clothing line, sweatpants and hoodies or whatever, da, da, da. And I wasn't mad. I'd rather you have on your own line versus you having on like some nike shit you get what i'm saying so it was like all right you know what i mean he repping his brand I, i'm feeling that i like an entrepreneur you know what i'm saying get your money however you gotta get your money you know what i'm saying can't knock the hustle right and so he picked me up and he was and he had tattoos on his face it's a long story yeah like a little tattoo on his eye i'm giving y'all too much detail because i don't know who live out here in baltimore listening to my shit but um make a long story short he pulled up in a nice car he took me to a nice restaurant and he was dressed like he could have you would have thought he was a rapper Put like that. Nice car, sweats, you know, sweatsuit, uh, a brand going on, chains on his neck, a face tattoo. You would have thought, and hands and shit tatted. You would have thought he was a, a rapper or a trapper or... I wouldn't say a scammer because he didn't give off scammer. But he damn sure gave off like he was a rapper or like a kingpin drug, drug, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But he was actually a chef. And he's a big known chef out here. He was on Love and Hip Hop. He did a little one too, whatever. You know what I'm saying, whatever. I don't want to big up the man too much. But um, we went on a date or whatever and the conversation was so dope. Like the conversation was so dope. And the conversation was so dope because, you know, I tell y'all, I don't know if I've said this. I think I said this on the podcast before, but I like a hood nigga that's intellectual. And I also love a nerd. I love me a nerd. Like, those type of two men, they get me there. I don't know what it is about them because I like knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you a nerd and you ain't got no hood in you, I still fucks with you. My pussy still get wet for you because you're going to teach me things. I love men that can teach me things. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, but he was a hood nigga that was intellectual. You feel me? He came from Baltimore. He's from the hood or whatever, but he had his own business. He had his own shit going on for himself. And when you take him out of his environment and put him into an upscale environment, he just switched. Like, start speaking, you know, proper English and was able to conduct himself. And you forget he even got these fucking face tattoos. I swear to God. You know what I'm saying? And he was just so intelligent, like, intelligent and knew about God and shit. Like, nigga, teach me the Bible type of shit you get what i'm saying you wouldn't think a nigga with a gun about to tell you about how to praise the lord but he did bitch anyways um cool dude so we just click like that because i have so many different sides to me 
I'm like, I'm spiritual, I'm hood, I'm a Christian, I'm funny, I'm silly, I could be serious, I could be sexy, I could, I just have so many different sides to who I am, and I'm a hustler, I'm nurturing, you know, I have so many sides to who I am, that he had so many sides to him as well, that it wasn't just what you see, it was like a real dead ass, don't judge a book by its cover type of situation, okay, hope I ain't talking too much, but those that like the stories gonna listen, they gonna like it type of shit, all right, don't judge a book by its cover type of shit, right, so, I just clicked with him because I felt like no matter what I wanted to talk about, he can talk about it. Like if I wanted to go on a whole spiritual deep shit, he's there with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to talk about crystals and shit and, you know, meditating and third eye opening and chakras and he was there. You know what I mean? He knew, like, he just was so in tune with himself, and he just was so knowledgeable on so many different topics. It was like, this nigga's, he was so smart. He was like the nigga that just got out of jail, the Muslims. You know, when they be in jail, they be reading all these different books and shit. <laughs> you could tell off from the hood. I had to use that as an example. But he was like one of those, one of those or whatever, right? So we just clicked. And um, I was really feeling the kid. Really, really, really feeling the kid. Now, I'm going to get to the point in the story. The point in the story was that we weren't on a date every day. Like, we just couldn't get enough of each other. We was out all the time. Like, and then it became a point where it was like, you know, you're spending too much money. You don't got to spend the money being me, babe. Like, let's just chill in my house and light some candles and talk or whatever. You know what I mean? Because when you feel us in my, you don't want them to spend all their money. You'd be like, all right, nigga, you spent enough. Let's just chill. You know what I'm saying? Because I done made it clear I'm not a Netflix and chill type of bitch. So we just going to chill in the house and we going to talk. Ah, you feel me? So, um, yeah, by our third date, this was the point of the story. By our third day, right? I, of course, I was putting myself out there. And I didn't think in the back of my mind, oh, I might get played. Or he might hurt me or whatever. I didn't think any of these things. I was just loving unconditionally. Like, I was being vulnerable and allowing myself to really, you know, fall for this guy. Because I was feeling him like that, right? I mean, I'm talking kissy moo type of situation. When I like somebody... I'm really the type of woman that lick your face, kiss all over you, like love. I'm a, I'm a love on you, okay? Like I'm a, I like affection. You know what I mean? I like I don't say I like I don't like to be touched on. I ain't gonna hold y'all, but I like to give affection. Like I want my man to feel like he is the most handsome thing in the fucking world. To feel like if he had a booger in his nose, bitch, I will take it out with my hands. Like I want him to know that that's what he got here. You know what I mean? Like you want your feet rubbed, nigga? I want your feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just that type of person. That's just how I am. Like, and I show my love with my hands. And my hands are magical. <laughs> wink, wink. All right. So, um, give myself to this dude or whatever. I'm touchy-feely or whatever. And I'm really feeling him not thinking he going to hurt me, not thinking anything of this. Now, have I heard about the guy? Oh, I heard all types of shit about the man. Because, like I said, he was known out here. And, you know, he got his own business. You know, he got his own restaurant. He's doing his thing, whatever. He's on the people. He got a big following, blah, 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 blah. So people that knew me, because I got friends out here, you know what I'm saying? They was telling me, like, girl, he got bitches. Don't, da, 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 da. You might get hurt, bitch. Don't talk to him. And da, 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 da. girl, they was telling me that type of shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to do me, bitch. I'm going to do me, bitch. I'm about to go in. I don't care what you're talking about. You can tell me. This nigga's crazy. He, I don't give a fuck. I will wait until I see him in his tray jacket, bitch, because if that's what I want, I want it. You know what I mean? There's nothing you could tell me to get me away from what the fuck I want. That's just what it is. It is what it is, right? You know what I mean? Like, I take heed, bitch, but at the same time, I'm like, 
I want what I want until I see he crazy. Then I'm like, I should listen to y'all bitches. And he said he was crazy. You know what I'm saying? You said he was ain't right. He wasn't right. You tell you right. But you said the, the whole side of his brain wasn't done. But, um, make a long story short. So my friends was warning me or whatever case it be. And I didn't care. I still kept loving, kept loving. Now, the point of the story was that was done in the dark, come to the light. On our third date, I lied to you not, girl. Um, he had just took me home. We was out. Yo, and that's the thing. We would go out with each other. We would never want to go home afterwards. Like, we would go out on a date. And like, all right, dinner's over. We could go home now. No, we don't want to go home. We want to go to the park and and talk under the moonlight and shit. We want to we want to sit I sit outside all day long and you know what I mean. Watch movies. You know he'll pull up movies in, on his on his phone in the car after the day. We'll sit in the car and watch movies and shit like that. We just didn't want to leave each other's side. Like it sometimes it'll be like. Yo, pull up someone with a nice view. We could just sit out there and talk. Like, we wanted to go to karaoke. We wanted to do so many things after our date. Like, we just couldn't get enough of each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I really loved me some him. Like, he was dope as shit. Um, but the reason why we stopped talking, I'm going to tell y'all. And so, what ended up happening was, on our third date, we ended up, he ended up taking me back in the house, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Because that's how, we wanted to be each other so much. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, not only say 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm exaggerating. He, I got back in the house probably, like, 1.30, right? And um, he had kids. His grandmother was watching. His, his mother was watching the kids. And he's supposed to be back by a certain time. But, you know, we, we had fun. You know what I'm saying? So we was out all night. And without fucking. You know you know, you can have fun with somebody without having sex with them? That's when you're really feeling the person. Like, this, the in, the conversation is just so fire. You know what I'm saying? So um, went back in the house at 30, whatever. And I had to go to Atlanta the next day. So I'm like, all right, I got to get ready to go to Atlanta. I got to get on this plane early in the morning. I need to get some sleep. I go to sleep. I lied to y'all not. Six o'clock in the morning, my phone rings. I pick up. I don't hear nothing. No, Nobody's saying anything on the phone. What the fuck? I hang up. The person texts me and says, is this Miss Brownstone? I ain't respond because I'm like, the fuck? The hell? This shit weird. The same number that I called, they say nothing. It isn't Brownstone, I ain't say nothing. And they said, she knows podcasts. I didn't say shit. Next thing I know, my phone ring for the number again. So I pick up. I'm like, hello? It's 6 o'clock in the morning. She says, um, this is Chef's girlfriend. I'm like, huh? His girlfriend? The fuck is you talking about? Hi, you a girl? You his girl? We've been together every day. He ain't not tell me he had a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? So she was just like, I know he didn't tell you he has a girlfriend. He does this all the time and this, this, and that. And the girl just started telling me about how, like, she said they basically live together. I think the bitch was lying because if you, how you basically live together? Somebody, you either live with him or you don't, okay? And, you know, he was a full-time, you know, dad. Like, he had his kids with him. His kids lived with him type of situation. So it was like, either you live with a nigga or you don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't be doing all that extra shit. I wasn't getting it. So, she was saying all that or whatever. And um, she told me a couple other things, girl, that was messy. Like, she was just like, oh, yeah. And he gave me an STD. And you ain't the last, you ain't the first girl that he cheated on me with. And the girl was spilling all the tea that I couldn't believe she was a girlfriend. Because let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck if my nigga cheated on me. One, I ain't calling another bitch phone. But two, I'm not about to tell the world that he gave me an STD. Like, especially if I know I'm going to stay with that nigga. Like, that sounds crazy. Like, now y'all going to be calling my nigga Dirty Dick Dan. Like, no. Like, that's not going to happen. So I was just like, something ain't right about the relationship. Like, they ain't together. Something happened. I don't know what it is, but it ain't my fucking job to find out. So, yeah. Um, that's why we ain't talk. Because why we ain't get serious. Because, um, I mean, after that, we still hung out. You know what I mean? Like, we still was hanging out. You know what I mean? I, of course, I said something to him about the girl. He told me that was his ex. And, 
he still was talking to her and did like you know off and on whatever because me and him not having sex and be having sex with the feeding me bullshit but um after the girl called me and everything like that it was like it was like i see your true color shining through you know what i mean like it was clear you was a fuck nigga <laughs> that's just what it is it was clear you was a fuck boy and you know i didn't have to stick around any longer to get hurt because was done dark come to the light that phone call came that's all i needed to know when i addressed you about it you gave me some bullshit and as much as i really liked him and i didn't want to believe i didn't want like a girl when i tell you i did not want to believe what this girl was telling me y'all i'm telling you i was in the, i you listen i was i felt like what's that kevin hart um not Kevin Hart, Cat Williams skit. It's like, I knew him for two weeks. He would never do that. A murderer? Murder who? Like, that's how I fucking felt. Like, you couldn't tell me this man do did these things. I did not want to believe. Then I went, I'm like, what chef? My chef? Not my chef. Who? What'd he look like, bitch? What what the tattoo on his eye say? You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't believe it because I really was feeling him. Like, I'm telling you. Like, I was I was like, nah, I could never be. But you know what? You gotta take heed. <laughs> you gotta take heed. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody showing you the fuck that he is, motherfucker, take it. And um, I didn't want to believe it at first. So I was still talking to him, you know what I mean? Still getting money, still going on dates, still doing my little ones and twos, you know what I'm saying? We was having our fun or whatever. You know, we was still having our fun. Like, I'm not going to stop getting a bag or getting close to the bag because you say he's a fuckboy. Like, bitch, now I know. I'm just going to get in and get out. Bitch, is a robbery. Like, period. Just rob the bag, huh? So I still was, you know, but... I couldn't help that I liked him. And I knew that if I stick around any longer, I'm going to get hurt. Because ain't no girl telling me this just because. She ain't making this shit up. Like, this shit is real. Like, you feel me? This is her life. Mind you, her life. I don't want it to be my situation. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And I remember one time we went out to eat and he told me. He was like, you're a sweet girl. You know what I mean? I don't want to hurt you. I really don't. You know, I don't want you to fall in love and get your heart broken. I said, shit. You only got to tell me once, nigga. Wrap this shit up. Put a bow on it. We done. Okay? Because spirit be talking. And sometimes people be talking and they don't even know that it be God talking through them. Like, sometimes why you got to listen to what, the motherfucker, what a motherfucker say sometimes. Because sometimes, I ain't trying to get sidetracked, but sometimes people be telling you who they are and what they going to do to you. And you don't even, like, they don't even know they doing it. And you don't even recognize that that's God trying to give you a fucking warning. Like, him sitting there looking me dead in my eyes and say, you're a real sweet girl. You know, and I really like you, but I don't want to hurt you. I want you to fall over me and get hurt. That was it for me, bitch. You ain't got to tell me twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. You, okay. Niggas, thank you for the warning, motherfucker. I wish a lot of y'all niggas came around with the warning labels on the back of y'all motherfucking back. Like, uh, how I do with medicine. And I don't want it in small writing. I need the side effects in big ass, bold motherfucker writing. Fuck that okay but um yeah so i say all that to say that was done in the dark comes to the light but in order to really experience love to really build a bond with somebody you have to put yourself out there okay you gotta put yourself out there you gotta give a hundred percent you gotta allow yourself to fall okay you gotta allow yourself to be clumsy like fergie bitch okay tripping oh stumbling oh Crazy cause I'm falling in love, in, in love, love. He got me tripping, oh, stumbling. Y'all know that song. You got to be able to do that. Or you're never going to experience all that love has to offer you type of situation. So this was entitled Hood Love. 
And this was pretty dope. I don't think that all the time we need to talk about femininity and hypergamy and standards. All the like every episode, I got drilling in your fucking head. I got a hundred. I got over a hundred and some episodes. Like I'm probably in the two hundreds now. Like I got a hundred. I've been doing this shit for like some years now. You know what I'm saying? I got enough content that you can go back to that bitch and be like, yo, I need to hear this. But sometimes I need to get y'all some new shit. New shit. You feel me? I need to get y'all some new shit. We're just like. Well, y'all remember that I'm a human being just like y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I sit up here and I say I'm clatchet, I really mean that shit. Like, I'm really clatchet. Like, I'm really classy and ratchet. Like, I can't sit up here and act like I'm not from the hood. I can't sit up here and act like I'm not, you know, I I can't understand what y'all go through and I'm too high and mighty and I'm not relatable. I'm relatable as shit. You could DM me anything and I'll be like, yeah, I've been there before. I done had a girl which I should have responded back to her. My DMs got flooded and I couldn't find her again. I had a girl hit me up and tell me straight up like, yo, um, my ex gave me an STD and this, this, and that. And, you know, I'm trying to tap that ass. I want him, I want him to pay for what the fuck he did to me. What should I do? And I was literally on a plane about to go to Puerto Rico and I couldn't even respond back right then because I had my shit on airplane mode and shit. So I couldn't respond back right then and there to her. But in my mind, I was like, yo, like I'm that dope of a person that you could come to me and tell me, yo, my nigga gave me an STD, bro. And I'm like, yo, I feel you, bitch. I've been there before. This is what you do. But see, the old me would have told you how to sit up there and make that nigga pay for what he did and torture him and shit like that. The new me is like, yo, your health is more important. Like, get the fuck out of there because you're going to keep going back to Dirty Dick Dan. And, and niggas don't like to get treated. You know what I'm saying? Now that shit build up to something else. Like, fuck that shit. STDs be transforming and shit. Now you you got some shit you can't get rid of. And, and it's fucked up out here. Like, these niggas don't care. These niggas do not care. So wrap it the fuck up, period. And we just got into a whole nother topic that I wasn't supposed to get into. But yeah. So um, I hope she's listening and she heard that because that was like I couldn't respond back to her. And that shit was like back in March. And I wasn't able to say nothing back to her because my DMs got, my DMs get flooded. Like y'all be, it really goes down in my DMs, yo. So make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Miss Brownstone. That's M-S period Brownstone. This boy, y'all not spelling Brownstone. Don't play me. But yeah, it really goes down. Like it goes down in my DMs. It's going down in my DMs. Like my DMs be flooded. Like that ass. My emails too. So y'all can email the bitch. Um at Miss Brownstone Productions. You feel me? Um niggas miss at Miss Period Brownstone Productions at Gmail. I think that's what it is. All lowercase. But yeah, y'all can email me too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if y'all go to my Instagram, y'all gonna see my email and you know, hit a bitch up. You know what I'm saying? But I say all that to say, like, when I say I'm clashy is because like I am classy. I'm the type of person that you could take to a ball and I know how to conduct myself and I can have conversations about anything under the sun and I'm very knowledgeable about things. Now, have I ever left the United States of America? No, I haven't. But if you call me and you be like, you want to talk about fucking Turkey, I, I could talk about Turkey with you. If you want to talk to me about Greece, I could talk to you about fucking Greece. You want to talk about Trinidad, I could talk about Trinidad. I could talk, you know what I mean? But I have, I'm not I'm not as seasoned, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I just got my passport. And I'm trying to get myself out there now, you know what I'm saying? Um, I haven't really been able to travel. But I still have to say that I, I, like, I read a lot. I Google a lot of things. So I'm very knowledgeable about different topics. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's why I say I'm classy because I know how to conduct myself. I have class, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm elegant. I'm such a fucking lady, period, point blank. Um, But I am ratchet. I am the girl that you going to catch with her friends, you know what I mean, drinking thought juice, talking about some F-R-E-E, fuck, nigga free because I'm still young. You know what I'm saying? I hate podcasters, and I'm not trying to get off topic, but I got to get this off there. 
I hate podcasters because I listen to other people's podcasts, right? And I stop because they fucking boring. Just being honest, um, I like personality. You know what I'm saying? But I hate podcasters where you listening to their shit and they giving this advice on femininity and how pregnant this is that, and they never talk about what they've been through. They never. They, they, they talk like they on a fucking pedestal, like they on a high horse, like they, like they, you know, like, oh, she's this perfect person. No, 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 Because a lot of y'all don't practice what the fuck y'all preach, you feel me? So I let it be known, like, I am who I am, and that's just what it is, you know what I'm saying? But that don't mean that, you know, I don't know how to be feminine. That don't mean I don't know how to be classy. That don't mean I don't know how to conduct myself, you know what I'm saying? That don't mean that um I'm not elegant you know what I'm saying? But I'm overall, I'm overall rounded type of situation. And that's how you should be. Like, like how I say I want a hood nigga that's intellectual, that's me. Like, you could take me to the block <laughs> on 14th Ave and I could fit in. And you could take me to a ball and I'm going to fit in. You could take me to an art museum and I'm going to fit in. You know what I'm saying? You could take me, my man could take me to his damn job function and I'm going to fit in. You know what I'm saying? That's just who I am. Like, I'm good in every hood, period. And that's just how it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like... I think everybody should be able to be like that shit. I think cops should be like that. That's why they out here killing people, killing black people also willy-nilly because they come from these damn white neighborhoods and then you put them in the hood and now they, oh my God, a black person, he's reaching for a gun. Like, damn, nigga. He about to get on the ground like you said, but he just got some fake DVDs from somebody from the damn the, the nail salon and it's in his pocket and he don't want to lay on top and break his DVD. Now you done shot that shit out the nigga like, you feel me? So, woo, that's wild. You know what I'm saying? That's conversation for a different day. But, um, yeah. So, not all the time I'm going to talk about what people want me to talk about. I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. Because this is my show. And no one else runs my show but me. That's it. That's all. So, I'm going to wrap this up. Because it's, what, 48 minutes? And y'all like long episodes. But I don't, bitch. I get tired. And now that I had to listen to say something about the way I drink on, on, on the mic. So, I'm be trying to, like, not drink right away or whatever. Um, But, you know... I'm going to take a gulp here and here. <laughs> so, yeah, as always, ladies, keep it classy. And I look forward to hearing from you guys next time. Mwah.